0: This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reineck. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. So the Dow Jones Industrial Average is hitting new all-time highs yet again. And I know many of you are wondering, where's the value in this market? But there is value, and one of the biggest sectors you can find it in right now is the financials and specifically the banks. I know. I know you're like, oh, Tracy, that's so boring, the banks. But that is one of the reasons why they are values now, because everyone's ignoring them. I've wanted to do a bank podcast for a while, as most of you know, because I keep mentioning it. And now the banks are selling off again, for the most part, they're selling off. And so they do seem cheaper and it seems like the perfect time to take a look at what is going on there. Now, why do I like the banks? So we have near record low unemployment. We have 18-year high consumer confidence. We should be doing GDP this year of at least 3%, maybe a little higher. That's the highest in nearly 20 years or, well, we might have done a three um, before the Great Recession, but we were doing fours in the late 90s. So that's kind of the area that we're aiming for and could get that hot again. So it's been almost 20 years. And what that means is people and businesses are borrowing. They're not getting into much financial stress. So the banks don't have as many non-performing lows like those are loans. Those are lower. Because um, obviously, when things are good, it kind of masks your mistakes, right? Because um, it does, it can. So right now, the banks are um, feeling pretty confident as well as their customers. So we also have rising Fed funds rates which means rising earnings for the banks. I know many of you are watching the yield curve for the possible inversion of that, and the yield curve has been flattening, and that can be a negative for the banks. But overall, the business conditions are still solid, and it still is a good time to be owning a bank or working at a bank. So I thought you know we'd take a look to see why our uh, investors, Wall Street running away from the banks and what, uh, which ones are, do we want to be in? Because there's a lot of banks, as you know, I mean, there's literally thousands and thousands of community banks. There's pretty many regional banks. And then you got the big guys, So how do you find the cheap banks with just the sheer numbers out there? So I decided for this podcast that I was going to focus more on the bigger banks because it's easier to find information. We are all more familiar with them, and um, it's just easier. Like I said, a lot of them have uh, the Zacks rank at least. They have analyst coverage. So I'm going to focus on the bigger ones, but there are a lot of deals in the smaller ones too, and maybe I'll have to do another podcast on those as um, the time goes on if they stay weak here. But we all know uh, some of the big banks. You don't even need to do a screen for this because we know the big four, right? The the Great Recession survivors, and those are Wells Fargo, J.P. Morgan, Bank of America, and Citigroup. Those guys are still out there. So right there, you could just say, Meh, I might want to buy a bank. Maybe I want these biggest of the biggest. Now, these are a little different than... The regional banks and some of the smaller banks, because they have some different business model like trade, trading, investment banking, things that others, the smaller banks will not have. So you have to think about that if you're thinking about buying one of these big, the big cap, mega cap integrated, like international type banks, because the business is a little bit different. Uh, But I took a look at the Zacks major regional bank industry. That's an actual industry that you can screen for on zax.com. So it's just called major slash regional banks on there. And there were 16 of them. And these big four were included there. Now, all of them are raked Zach's number threes, except for two of them, which are number fours, which are the cells. Most are reporting earnings very soon after I'm recording this because earnings season is ramping up again, third quarter earnings season. And the banks usually report in the beginning of earnings season. So it's coming very soon. So those estimates are just basically on hold. That's why we have all the number threes. Some may drop to the number fours right before the earnings report, which is normal as the old estimates fall off of the radar before the new ones come back in. So I'm not uh, too concerned with the seeing the number fours on there. The good news is that none of these big major banks are number fives. So we have that and most of them are just on the wait and see for this next earnings report. So how do we differentiate if I'm looking at this industry with 16 banks, they all basically have the same Zax rank. So the Zax rank isn't going to help us here in like screening for these. I tried to screen for other value metrics too. I tried to screen for, you know, super cheap PEs like under 10. I tried to screen for price to books under like two and I still basically got almost the whole screen. So none none of these banks have PEs under 10. So that didn't help me either. And then 15 out of 16 have price to books under two. So that's basically all of them too. So I just decided to um, ditch the screen. And because this is only 16, I decided just to look at a couple of of the big four that I mentioned earlier, because we all do know kind of what's going on with those banks. And we are familiar. So I looked at JP Morgan, which is ticker JPM. I own this in the Value Investor. I've owned it for a couple of years in the Value Investor portfolio, and it is considered to be one of the best of these big cap banks. Um, so call it what you want. You have should be doing more of your own research on all of these, and obviously they will be reporting again soon, so tune in there and tune into the conference call. But JP Morgan, PE is 12.4 right now. It is one of the few banks that's up on the year. The shares are up a little over 5% on the year. So it's not as weak as some of the others. Like I said, this is considered one of the more blue chip of the big banks. So that's probably reflected in the fact that the shares are up. Has a dividend yielding 2% right now. So The good thing about owning bank stocks is for the most part, you do get a dividend with most of them, especially the bigger banks. So that is something to ease your pain if the shares continue to be weak here. But uh, that's JP Morgan. Take a closer look there. But that is considered to be one of the blue chip um, of the big banks, like I said. Now, the second one is the opposite. Wells Fargo WFC. It's had its problems. It's been in the news. We all know kind of what's going on there. These shares are down almost 15% year to date now. The PE is 12.1. So it's cheap, but not exceptionally cheap. But dividend is now yielding 3.3% because those shares are down And Wells Fargo, some of you might want to start looking around there because it is the one that's out of favor of the big four, I would say. And it's had the most issues, even including um, earnings misses more so than some of the others. So, but keep that one on your radar. Ticker WFC is Wells Fargo's ticker. But let's move beyond just those big four, because there's a some interesting niche regional players that are bigger banks. These aren't community banks that um, have interesting business right now, business models that maybe should have on your shortlist too. Now I couldn't screen for these either because, you know, you can't really just go over there into the Zach screener and be like, Meh, I want some banks that are niche, that have interesting business models. Like that doesn't really, that doesn't really fly. I wish, maybe we'll get that sometime um, with a really good screener somehow. But right now there's no way to screen for that. So I just basically went off of what I have seen over the years in the banks, which ones I, I like and I've been following over the years. And I took another look in to see kind of what their fundamentals are looking like now. So one of those banks is one I've talked about in the past on the podcast, but it's been a while now since i visited it. And in that period of time, they've actually changed their name. So this bank is the Bank of the Ozarks. And the ticker now is OZK. And I got kind of thrown off because that is a new ticker for this bank, It really is now known as Bank OZK. So they don't want the Ozarks in there anymore. Sorry to say. They just don't. Taking out the Ozarks, trying to be a little more cutting edge with just the OZK on there. And if you go to their investor relations page, you'll see that they've really rebranded themselves because they now have pictures of the Statue of Liberty and Chicago's Willis Tower, a.k.a. the Sears Tower, is on that page. So there's nothing about the Ozarks anymore on the investor relations page. Uh, So I thought that was interesting. So the branding seems to be working. Because if you didn't know that it was the Ozarks, you would not know. But um, there's always been recently, the last couple of years, a lot of jitters about this bank because they have been aggressively expanding out of the Ozarks. Hence the pictures of the Statue of Liberty and the Willis Tower in Chicago. Because they have been backing and investing in apartment buildings. And that has been a super hot area of construction and Housing, but a lot of people are worried that it's now been over constructed, that there's a glut of apartment buildings, especially on the luxury side, and that we could see some kind of crash. And if you're a bank and you're exposed to crashes in that um, segment, that's not where you want to be, right? So I've always asked, as they continue to invest here in Chicago, there's continually new buildings being announced um, that are literally 80 to 90 stories here in Chicago of luxury apartments they're building one right near Grant Park for anyone who's familiar with the city of Chicago that is um, going to be one of the largest or tallest residential uh, buildings in the world when they're done it's all residential it's going to be over 700 luxury apartments it's something like 85 stories just south of Grant Park I'm not sure if if um, Bank OZK is the lender on that one, but they are on several of the other buildings right in downtown Chicago. So Business Week had an article about how Bank OZK goes about um, researching and deciding on where they're going to put their money. And over the years, they've seen very Little losses on their loan portfolio, especially in this area in the apartments. Um, I think, if I remember right from the article, it was something like only eleven million dollars or something in non-performing loans. So they've had this tremendous track record, but now it seems that Wall Street's getting a little jittery still, and they're not sure if this is going to continue, this if their methods are going to hold up. So they've been very aggressive expanding, as I said, out of Arkansas. And that's made some people jittery now that they may not be understanding the markets that they're now in. So these shares are down almost 22% year to date. Uh, It still has a market cap of $4.8 So this is a mid cap bank, but those shares are down pretty severely there. The dividend is 2.1%. So that's not too shabby. It's the cheapest among the banks that I'm covering here. P.E. is 10, 10 10.4, and it has really strong growth on earnings. It's expected to grow earnings 22% this year, which is kind of unheard of for a bank. Think about a bank growing earnings 22% and supposed to grow revenue by 8.5%. That's also really strong for a bank. I know most of you are like, oh, banks are boring, because usually on the revenue side, you might see like 3 or 4%. That's pretty good. But this is 8.5. So it has a peg ratio of 0.9, which is in the value area. So anything under one for the peg means it's both a value stock and it's got strong growth. That's a rare combination. So I've been kind of iffy on bank, well, I keep calling it bank of the Ozarks, bank OZK for several years now but some of these numbers are looking interesting and with the shares pulling back I don't know I'm keeping it on my short list that's for sure so let's switch over to another high growth bank that many of you probably have never heard of and have no idea that you could get this kind of growth from this one it's called first republic bank and the ticker there is FRC It's pretty big market cap, which is interesting. Nobody's really heard of it. $14 billion in market cap. It's based in San Francisco, and it basically is a private bank for the rich. (laughs) Let's just call it what it is. Here's where all of its offices are located. Um, So it's in San Francisco, Palo Alto, Los Angeles, Santa Barbara, Newport Beach, San Diego, Portland, Boston, Greenwich, Palm Beach, and New York City. I notice that Chicago isn't left off here, and I'm kind of offended by that. But as you can imagine, just reading these, it's like lifestyles of the rich and famous, right? Like this is where a lot of the money is concentrated in in the United States, and these individuals want private banking, so they have private business and personal banking and wealth management. And this one is really a high grower, um, much even more so than Bank OZK. Uh, so revenues expected to be up 15.8% this year. Like I said, if you even get four to 5% with a bank, that's pretty good. But revs here of almost 16% revenue growth for a bank. That's, that's crazy. Earnings up 10% this year. This one is the more expensive out of all the ones. So I look at that and was like, man, not so much a value stock, but does have the growth. So the PE is 19.8 here. So, yeah, more expensive. The shares, I know I I decided to look at this one because I knew the shares were off their all-time highs. So they have pulled off their all-time highs, but um, not as they haven't plunged down as much as some of these other ones. They're still up 10% year to date. So this is one of the few banks that is outperforming the S&P 500 for the year And that's pretty strong return right there. It does pay a dividend, but it's on the lower side. So they are giving you growth, not really the dividend with this one. And it's 0.8% yield on the dividend. Um, Over the last two years, shares are up 19%. After soaring over the the prior five years, up 96%. So they've kind of taken a time out here over the last two years of um, stalling a little bit, maybe on valuation concerns there. Maybe also on concerns if there is an economic slowdown that this bank could be hit a little bit harder possibly than some of the others because of its – who it focuses on, let's just say. But, uh, you know, this is definitely one if you're looking for a bank with big growth trajectory. I know it seems weird to talk about it like that, but this is one that has that. So First Republic Bank, FRC. And then switching over back to the value side, this uh regional bank Comerica ticker CMA is one of my favorites of the bigger regionals. They have a market cap of 15.5 billion. They are headquartered in Texas, but they are also big in Michigan, Arizona, California, and Florida. And Comerica was the bank my first bank account when I went to college at University of Michigan. They have a lot of big branches in Michigan. and they are located in seven out of the ten largest US cities, which is why I like them. So you might not think, oh, you know, they're in Texas, but Texas economy is uh, booming right now. and so a bank that's stationed there, headquartered there is able to cash in on a lot of what's going on. And we have the energy business coming back in a big way. So that makes me real bullish on Comerica. They have a PE of 12.7, so I like that. They also have pretty good growth here. Earnings expected to be up 49% in 2018, so something something really big is going on there. Their revs up 5.9%, which I like as well. Um, earnings for next year, 2019, up 12%, so it's not just a one-hit wonder this year. Also double digits for next year expected. And so we're getting a PEG ratio with this one of 0.6, really low. So this is another one that has both value and growth components. Again, strange for a bank to have a PEG and to have that growth going on. Dividend yield, also really nice, 2.7%. So in addition, you get the the good dividend yield there. So um, this is definitely one to watch the shares are up 3.7% year to date so they are in the green not quite as much as a few of the others so um not quite as weak either as some of the others because people are willing to pay a premium or at least uh stick around in the banks that are producing I guess you could say so that was comerica CMA so this these are the ones that you know they're going to be reporting soon you should be tuning in these are some of the bigger names. Not uh, There's a lot of other regional ones that are also quite large that I didn't cover. There's a lot of choice in the banking sector. So that makes it difficult, I know, for most investors because there's just too much. How do you decide which ones to be? That's why I decided to do this podcast to bring you some ideas that you should be kind of mulling and looking into because it is always good to narrow it down too much choice is never a good thing either so let's review those tickers again so we had jp morgan which is jpm wells fargo if you're looking for one of the beaten down ones wfc ticker there we had bank ozk which is now just ozk We had First Republic, which is the wealth management in San Francisco and the like private bank, FRC is the ticker. And then we had Comerica in Texas, CMA. And I'll be covering more of the bank stocks as we go along. And if they go, if they get cheaper, I consider them to be... A real buying opportunity and I do like the community banks but again it's hard to figure out which ones of those you should be buying. I have been trying to follow the community banks that the insiders have been buying because they seem to know what they're doing if they're working there. And so that, again, gives me a way to narrow down this list of you know possible thousands of stocks on the community bank side. Um, so I'll be checking into some of those and I'll be bringing you those if um, I see some good deals there. Uh, in the future podcasts. So, you want to make sure that you are getting the Value Investor podcast. And we have a standalone show now on Apple Podcasts. So, subscribe over there if you want to get just the Value Investor, or you can subscribe under Zach's Market Edge to get two for one. But either way, always be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And I'll be back again next week with some more value stocks.